We want to take a few minutes with our kids down here up front to continue to talk a little bit more about the Advent season, the Christmas holiday. So for the next few minutes, if I could just have y'all's attention down front, and this is not a time for you big kids out there to tune out. This is a time for us to just continue to relish in the story of Christmas. You know, we just sang a song right now, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. There's a begging in that song, please come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, of course, being the Lord Jesus. And there's a connection between this song we just sang and the story I read to you last week. Now, who can tell me what the story I read to you last week was about? Do you remember? Hmm? Adam and Eve, that's right. You know, as we're celebrating the coming of Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus, one of the things we saw is that the, the coming of Jesus or the promise of his coming originated all the way back in the Garden of Eden. So we read about the birth of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right, in those gospel accounts. But actually, we're introduced to Jesus, or at least the coming of someone who's going to be Jesus, all the way back in the Garden of Eden. And in fact, if you remember, we closed out that story with the promise that they're waiting. They're waiting on the promised Messiah to come. And in fact, Jesus tells us when he's a full adult, he says that really, when you go back and read the Old Testament, Every story in there was about me. And so uh, as we're getting ready for the coming of Jesus, as we're getting ready to celebrate the birth, I've just gone back to the Old Testament to pick out another one of the Old Testament stories that I think you're going to be very familiar with. But sometimes we forget it's about Jesus. Sometimes we as big kids forget this story is about Jesus. And it's the story of David and Goliath. Have you heard the story before? Well, listen, to, uh, once again, I'm going to read it to you in this kind of story account. But I want us to be reminded and to see how even in this story, God is using David as a picture of, don't forget, the seed of the woman that I promised is going to come. This is a picture of what he's going to look like. Let me read to you. This, the story is entitled, The Young Hero and the Horrible Giant. It says, God's people had some scary enemies, but the Philistines were the scariest of them all. And now the Philistines... They had come to fight. And the Philistines had a secret weapon. You know what their weapon was? The big, tall giant. You know what his name is? Goliath, right. Goliath was a terrifying soldier. And worst of all, he was a giant. Now, history tells us he was probably over nine feet tall. A giant so strong, so tall, so scary, that no one had ever been able to fight him and lived to tell the tale. That means he was undefeated. That means he had beaten everyone he'd come up against. So there they were, the Philistines standing on top of the hill, and then God's people standing on top of the other hill. And every day, Goliath came out and shouted, Send your best soldier to fight me. If he wins, we will be your slaves. But if I win, you all will be our slaves. No one moved. No one spoke. Chickens, Goliath bellowed. Your God can't save you. I'll rip your heads off and have you on toast. His beady, greedy eyes glowered at them hungrily from under his horrible helmet, as if at any minute this giant really might gobble them all up. And he laughed his terrible laugh at them. Ha, 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 it boomed, echoing horribly around and around the dry valley. See the picture there? The giant saying, 
If any one of you can come and defeat me, we will be yours. But if I defeat even one of yours, you all become our slaves. Well, Goliath might just as well have been a green, slimy monster with three heads because God's people were frozen in fear. Their eyes glazed over and they turned deathly pale. They knew if someone didn't do something quick, if someone didn't save them, but God would do something. He would send someone to save them. Now, you might remember David was the youngest son of a man named Jesse. And David's brothers were in the soldiers' armies. And one day, David brought his brother their lunches. And it was then David saw Goliath for the first time. And he saw how scared everyone was. Don't be afraid, David said. I'll fight him for you. You're only a little shepherd boy, the king said. Goliath is a great giant soldier. How will you fight him? God will help me, David said. So the king gave David his royal armor to wear. But it was too big. It was too heavy. David couldn't even walk in it. I won't need any of this, David said. Instead, David picked out five smooth stones from the stream. One, two, three, four, five. He took a slingshot out of his back pocket, and he walked towards Goliath. Step, step, step. You can kind of see David down there getting, picking out his rocks. Goliath walked towards David. Thud, thud, thud. You, Goliath peered down at the small boy. I may be little, David shouted, but God is great. And Goliath laughed an even terribler laugh than usual. Ha, 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 ha. It went. With just one swing of his giant sword, Goliath could easily finish off this boy. But David kept walking towards Goliath. It isn't how strong you are or how many swords and spears you have that will save you. It's God who saves. David said, this is God's battle. And Goliath, God always wins his battles. So David put a stone in his sling. He swung it around and let it go. The little stone flew, whizzed like a bullet through the air and struck Goliath right between the eyes. Immediately, Goliath stopped laughing. Big tall guy there. Goliath stumbled. He staggered. And then, boom! Goliath fell down dead. When the Philistines, who were God's enemies, when the Philistines saw Goliath was dead, they ran away. And when God's people saw them running away, they cheered. God had saved his people. David was a hero. <coughs> but the story's not about David. You see, many years later, God would send his people another young hero to fight for them, to fight a giant who was undefeated, who no man could defeat. 
and this young hero would save them just as David had done. This hero would fight the greatest battle in the world, the greatest battle that's ever been known, and that's the battle against sin. You see, Goliath, this giant undefeated enemy, is a picture of sin. Sin is our great giant enemy that you and I have never, ever been able to defeat. He's undefeated. From the moment of conception, we've been talking about sin, right? And David is a picture of Jesus. And if you pay close attention to the story, you'll find there's a lot of similarities between David and Jesus. For instance, Jesus maintains his faithfulness to God even in the face of death. Isn't that what David does? David is marching up to Goliath knowing that Goliath is bigger and stronger than he is. I mean, he's standing in front of death. But he proceeds on, maintaining God will give me the victory. That's what Jesus does as well when he goes to the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If there be any other way than this, let this cup pass before me. But he maintained his faithfulness all the way to the end. Also, David is God's representative to deliver many people, just like Jesus is God's representative to deliver his people. You remember how when David went to kill Goliath, he had in mind a way he was going to do it. But the king tried to give him what? An alternative way to fight the battle? He gave him all kinds of armor. He said, put this on, put this on, put this on. You're going to need this, this helmet, this armor. He couldn't, he couldn't move in that. And David said, nope. That's not the way this battle will be fought. Likewise, when Jesus came, people tried to provide an alternative way to the victory. Satan's going to come and tempt and say, I'll give you the kingdom, just don't go to the cross. But Jesus didn't buy it. Just as David was mocked and ridiculed, right? This little boy, this little boy's going to defeat me. So too Jesus was mocked and ridiculed when he went to the cross. The method of, of victory. Who in the world is going to go up against a giant and just take a slingshot and a rock? If you're going up against a giant, are you going to take, what would you take with you if you're going up against a giant? What weapon would you want? A gun? I, that's a good start. A big long gun, so I don't even have to be close, right? A cannon would be even better. Anybody want to take a rock and a slingshot to go up against a giant? That's crazy, isn't it? It's foolish. That's what people said about Jesus and about God's way of salvation, the way of the cross. It's foolishness, but it's God's way. And finally, just as David said over and over, God will give the victory. It's God's wisdom. It's God's power that will give the victory over Goliath. That's the same thing in our victory over sin. It's not our strength. It's God's wisdom. It's God's strength. So again, we look at the story of David and Goliath. And we can sing a song. It should inspire us. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, because I've got my own giant. Sin, i got a sin problem that I can't defeat. But the seed of the woman, David, one like David, is coming, Jesus Christ, to defeat this enemy for us. You see why we sing a song like that? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. And that's why we continue to sing that song, because though he came and died for us, that our sins can be forgiven, he's gone to heaven, he's coming back again. And that's what we wait for. Oh, come, oh, come, come back again. We want you more than anything else. So 
as you continue in this Christmas season. And the next time you read the story of David and Goliath, yeah, David's a cool guy, but he's not near as cool as Jesus. He's just picturing for us who Jesus is and what he's done.